Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 121. I'm your host Mike Epps, aka Wheels, and with me as always... Uh, a sad, tragic surf in the corporatocracy of Midgard, David McBurney, FDM, <laughs> Family Master, whatever. And guest mm -hmm. this week... Okay. Introduce yourself. Lazy man extraordinaire. I don't know. I don't know what what else do you what else do you need from me? Your name? Did you say your name? I did. I gave you my name. No. Oh, okay. it didn't come through. It cut out for oh. us. <laughs> my my name is my name is Ken Staples, also known as Coffle Silk. And look who just showed up too. Hello. Just in time. Oh man. Just in time for what? Oh, things so have we're happened. Just starting the episode. All the things have <laughs> happened. Oh, really? What? Uh, well, uh, Last Remnant randomly showed up on Switch. Uh, okay. Romancing Saga 3 and uh, Saga Scarlet Grace confirmed to come out to the West. Cool. And uh, lots of Final Fantasy 7. So much FF7 remake. Oh, footage. God. Yeah, I, so I've much. noted at least three angry rants connected to our Facebook post on that topic already. Angry? Oh, no. I'm, I'm very glad oh, well, I can't see that. Um, one, one person decrying the, the battle system or whatever may have happened to it. Another person, well, not really ranting, but just basically making jokes about how, yeah, 2020 is going to be episode one. And what about the rest? <laughs> and the third person going full-on rant mode about these, this incessantly stupid need to remake everything as if he hasn't actually played Final Fantasy recently, the original recently, and realized how awful it is to look at. So. Yeah. It looks great. I love it. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, basically they are demonstrating the principle of unpleasable fan base. Yeah, a little bit. Which, I mean, but, granted, Final Fantasy VII has always been a good one for that. Almost as good as Final Fantasy in general, really. Yeah. But I'm here to be very excited, which is to say that I started yelling and when, the, when they started showing the game, and everyone around me was like, oh my god, stop yelling, and I did not. <laughs> 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 and oh then they god. showed the saga trailers, and I started yelling again. <laughs> And then it was, why are you yelling? And it was like, uh. and then one of them realized, oh wait. And then one of them realized, oh wait, if any of the, if anyone we know is going to be a huge saga fan, it's him. So that's uh, that's the crowd that I run with, apparently. Uh, the, the funniest part was, so they did like, uh, oh, here's Octopath Traveler already out on Steam. Okay. So then they started a trailer for Last Remnants, and I'm sitting there like, oh okay, this is just going to be a Steam release, or they're. Just showing us the game they released last December, I guess. And then the yeah. trailer finished, and there's there was the Switch logo, and I basically lost my shit. <laughs> and then you saw that it, the Switch logo also contained the words "tonight." Yes. <laughs> oh yes. wow! So they pulled a Mother Three or no, a Mother Zero, and was like, "Oh wow! Um, yep, here you go. Yeah, it's out. It was beautiful." And me bucks. and probably like one or two other persons lost their shit. I mean, I shouted in trial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but by the time it got to the saga bit, like me and Wheels were basically running out of ways to express excitement at each other over like text. Yeah. 
I mean, Final Fantasy so VII. Like, nobody just, told us yeah. we needed to bring Vuvuzelas to this thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, it was uh, so beautiful. Uh, I mean, the freaking... The last year, Square Enix's press conference was freaking terrible. So There was nothing there. I, I was <laughs> expecting pure boredom for an hour. <laughs> I was not expecting... It. All of this, so yeah. They start out by saying, yeah, FF7 Remake. We, we already told the release date, but also it's apparently... We, we made too much. There's two Blu-ray discs of video game. <laughs> two Blu-rays. Yes. Yeah. Final Fantasy okay. VII continues I, I thought proud... The, I thought the age of multiple disc games was brought over at this no, point. Well, it we just re-entered it. Uh, last year with um, uh, Red Dead Redemption Red 2 Dead Redemption had a 2. full data install disk that did that had no like you could not run the game from it because you yep. just needed to install that in addition to the main game. So we're oh, back, okay. baby. Yep, it's back just in time for one of the games that started it all. It, it feels very <laughs> iconic for FF7 to be multiple discs. It like does, it's yeah. it's always a game that is so interested in pushing every limit that it's like, no, it has to feel so extra that it's like two discs. Midgar is too big for one disc. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was the other thing. It's part one and they've expanded the Midgar section to be an entire game. Oh, wow. It was heavily expanded to begin with. Yeah, uh, the thing. Some of the things they showed were nuts because it's like, oh, here's a motorcycle chase scene, but it's got all of the like nobodies from Avalanche are with you, and it's like, huh? Are they characters now? That's weird. Because <laughs> like, I like Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse in that game, but they're not really characters. But they kind of are treating them like they are now. <laughs> no, they're they're disposables. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be sadder when they're disposed of. Nah. Yeah. They, have you uh, ever been? Have you ever been sad when a Biggs or Wedge has, has died? Not when Biggs or Wedge does, but Jesse seemed like an actual person at one point. <laughs> I kind of forgot. They they die. I kind of forgot. They do. They, they absolutely <laughs> like right early in the game after you get through the when the party reunites after the Sector Five reactor. They uh, like when the plate is about to get dis- oh, to yeah, yeah, get yeah. dropped. They're killed by the Turks trying to stop them, and then everyone forgets about that. Even the characters who should logically consider that, oh, those are my friends you killed. Uh, but yeah, no, they showed cause the guard... me in. <laughs> they showed the guard scorpion fight. It looked incredibly, incredibly elaborate, which was impressive because at the end it showed they got a hundred experience for it. <laughs> just one hundred experience, one hundred gil, like basically just what you got in the original. And it's just like, oh. It seemed like a lot of work. Yeah, I actually like the uh, ATB system. I think it'll, it'll oh, work yeah. well for uh, for casting the spells and still kind yeah. of maintain that that feeling that it originally had with you know, being able to pause when you're doing those abilities. Yeah, for Gaijin's benefit, the way they explained it was that it it's you can just press buttons to attack. To do like magic or special moves like limit breaks, you have to every time you do actions, you fill up an ATB gauge, and when you do that, like you can actually pause and do special abilities and like get a better read on so the it's, battle. It's more of a battle point system. Yeah, basically. That's interesting, actually. 
Yeah, it's that's a, a lot very, more interesting than the basic vanilla ATB we got in the first game. Yeah, they've also thrown in the stagger system from FF13, which was probably the most interesting thing they could do with that system. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you will be able to hotkey the abilities uh, if you wanted to. If you yeah. weren't, if you weren't happy with the game pausing, you could just do it on a. On a, on a what you would call it? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm old. My my <laughs> brain doesn't my brain doesn't anymore. How old are you? No, but it's yeah. um. But it's I like, like 39 I like over here. Do I? Do you have me beat? Uh, no, no. Okay. You you've got me beat by. by like two. You're making Plenty me think. Okay. You're making me think. And I like making it. me do math. I can't believe this. <laughs> math is evil. No, but I like, especially with those abilities, you know, being able to, to pause and, and take a short. Hey, which one do I want to use? And, and accounting of, like, the environment. Yeah. And... Is, I mean, who knows? Is it going to be, you know, auto-target? Or am I going to have to aim those abilities? You know, it, nothing would be worse than waiting for that ATBH to fill up, and then, you know, your your Fireaga goes off on the uh, where it's not supposed to go. Yeah, I know. I mean, have they ever actually had aiming like that in one of the games? 15. Well, okay, the one I haven't yeah. played. Okay. Yeah, they're like grenades in that. <laughs> you know, but you could also do that in in fourteen. I know oh, it's, it's a little different, but you know, with if you're doing like a, a black mage, um, with some of their any, there are a few where you lay down the area of effect, um, so you could totally mess that up. And also with mounts, a lot of the mounts have area of effect attacks, at least the, the story mission ones. If you don't line it up right, or if they move, you know, you're going to waste that whole cycle of of spellcasting yeah. or whatever because the ATB is also going to be used for that's going to be your counter for using a potion or oh yeah items are also tied to the ATB or using a, using a spell so it's not just going to be um, okay yeah. so when you say that, now I'm wondering if they're going to be borrowing anything from Final Fantasy X-2 where the ATB actually varied in length depending on what action you were doing. It seems to be split into segments to make it easier to manage in this one. Okay, that would make some sense there. Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting system uh, as, as tends to happen. They're never really happy just settling on like, ah, that's how the battle system works and we'll just keep doing that. <laughs> It's another, like, we'll remix things however we feel like. <laughs> that is how 13 worked to, to some extent with the, uh, whatever they called it. Paradigm? Oh. Uh, not just with the paradigms, but with having the, the different segments count for the spells. So you oh, would right, use right. whatever that was. I don't remember. Whatever they called it. It was sort of similar like that. Oh, we got another short, angry rant on Facebook. Oh, God. 
So, here we go. Tifa was censored for anti-Japanese social justice warriors from North America, Europe, Oceania. No, 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 no. We are abort, aborting this conversation. Moving on. I'm like, Video dude, what the hell are you even talking about? Like a, like a sports bra on underneath her tank top now. That's it. The, kind, That's the, the way that she about. would have been dressed up originally if they had had the pixel count to actually show it. I mean, yeah. honestly, I would be fine if they toned her down a bit. I mean, I'm I'm old enough where I don't need triple Z, you know? <laughs> I mean, this is this is like some of the arguments I've seen online about new Tomb Raider versus old Tomb Raider, where somebody finally had to point out that with the original game, it was either balloons or nothing. <laughs> that was that was their that was their thought process with FF Seven as well. As it was like, she's either going to have none or gigantic because that's how many polygons we got. She's made out of like eight. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't even seen this trailer yet. I'm assuming she looks slim, similar to how she looked in Advent Children. Yep, which got the... similar commentary and is like, she she's actually normal good proportions here and a little chesty but it's yeah. censorship man I, yeah. i'm pulling up the screenshot she looks here rad so and the crowd went nuts as soon as she showed up so there are yeah. just some I've, I've put in the i've put up the image for context yeah see yeah that that looks almost exactly like she would in advent children yeah yeah just with her ff7 era like outfit yeah yeah. So it's like, okay, somebody here is being an, a doofus. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's why I will pay them no more mind. Um, oh, man, I know, I mean, it's fun to watch them lose their wits over this, but it's still, yeah. Well, After someone, a while, you get kind of depressed about it. Someone <laughs> did send me an actual question or comment for us to go with. Okay, yeah. well, new question then, Wheels. Yes. New question, Wheels. What? So, um... I just happened to uh, come into a 5,000 yen PlayStation Store thing um, for P PlayStation Vita, and I have no idea what to buy on this thing now. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how many indie games can I pick up for 5,000 yen? Uh, probably uh, a lot. <laughs> so let me get it, and we'll check. Okay. How many good ones, or...? <laughs> Just how many in general? Uh, well, who knows? I mean, this reminds me of way back when, when I when I would just walk into a used game store with a thousand yen and see how many old Game Boy games I could pull up. Well, you should get Risk of Rain, for starters. Ooh, yes. Okay, Risk of Rain. Yes. Let that me... is one of... The Although, mm, it's better on... PS4, um, just because yeah, that's not going to happen. He doesn't have a PS4 though. So. Oh, that's so sad. Um, <laughs> that it's still it's still good on Vita, really good, very good, uh, very good. It's more of a life. case of I have a almost three year old and a going on three week old in the um, soon to be in the apartment, and we just don't have space for a console to be destroyed. I hear you. Yeah, I have uh, I have three at home and. We put the fear of God in them, so they don't touch my stuff. I have. Yeah, I'd rather have, not bother. I, with silk. That. I, I don't Let's see what we got here. Did I don't know if I told you this yet. I'm having a third one. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I think. You're gonna have it. 
You're going to have a tricycle now. <laughs> That's how it works. Let's see. In the indie section, finding lots of shooters right now. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah. I should see, see how uh, our final two. You could do uh, Binding of, of Isaac. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Bloodstained is very good. (laughs) It's just Curse of the Moon. It's the Castlevania 3 style one. Yeah. It's very good. Well, Matt's coming out soon. I can't wait. Oh, man. I'm so glad that I already paid for that. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I should... uh, Me three. But I'm buying a second copy uh, next week. Anything else that's suggested over here? Uh, Well, there's Binding of Isaac, Risk of Rain... Bastion? What else is really good? For, what else is good for for indies on the Vita? Uh, There's a lot of indie Vita games, although they're mostly they kind of dry up over the past couple of years. Um, I'm just thinking of anything else that I've actually played. Yeah, this, like a lot of roguelike type stuff. Like, um, is it Neurovoider or Neurovoid? Forget the name of it. It's a good one. The um, Machinarium. Nuke- what is Machinarium? Nuclear it's Throne like a, is a fun one. N- nuclear Throne, I would not do. It's too. It's it's hard. It's really hard. It is pretty hard. Machinarium is like a. Um, I think it's like, like an old style adventure game. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. Sh- Shovel Knight, you can get on the V. Oh, that game's great. Yeah, Shovel Knight. That still has uh, more content coming as well. It does. Which will be included with your purchase. Let's see here. Mr. Broken's Mysterious Journey. That sounds like a hard no for me, Doug. (laughs) Oh, Fly High Works. Okay, let's see what we've got in here. There's lots of Kemco games. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm just going to avoid those. Um, Rainbow Moon. Um, That was okay. That's... Yeah, that's the one that Jooms played for like several hundred hours. I think. No, that was Rainbow Sky. Yeah. The sequel. Faerun. I've got this one for 3DS. <laughs> okay. Oh, Faerun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blaster Master. Oh, boyfriend, no. Vita, no. never mind. <laughs> okay. There's Terraria. Mm. Hotline Miami. Rogue Legacy, Axiom Verge. I need to play Axiom Verge. Yeah, Axiom Verge. That's a good one. Was Salt and Sanctuary on the Vita? Yes, it is. That's a good um, pull your hair out 2D Souls. <laughs> Airship Q, 2000 yen. I, I got it new, physical copy at a 30% discount, ended up with 600 yen as a price tag. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I still haven't finished it. That seems fitting. <laughs> yeah. Bastion. Anyway, a lot of these Bastion. are out just because they cost more than 2,000 yen. Bastion. Bastion is very good. It won RP Gamers RPG of the, of the year a few years ago. I probably wouldn't have gone that far, but it is very good. Severed? Severed was good. See. Oh, here we go. Majin Shoujo Chronicle. I remember playing the demo for this at Fly High Works booth about, I guess, about four years ago. Uh, it was like a Mega Man clone. It's kind of fun. 
I didn't even notice this, but like someone zoomed in on Tifa's gloves in the game and they've got little chocobo and bomb charms. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Oh. oh, well, I will let you know next week what I, I decide on just out of the cheapest possible things I can grab. Uh, runner 2, that's another good one. Uh, I don't know, that's about all I can think of now. Oh, future Legend oh, of Rhythm um, Steam World. Uh, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist, I believe, are both on Vita. I like SteamWorld Dig. I like those digger games. Yeah. It's good. It's like a, uh, Diggervania. <laughs> Where's Dig Doggy? <laughs> I spent, I spent, like, two, uh, an hour, like, a week ago learning about the deep Dig Dug lore, and it was painful, but it was what? important. What? Yeah. Dig Dug lore? <laughs> There's Dig Dug lore. His son is Mr. Driller. That's that's the common base level what? lore. But there's so be back in a moment. Can- <laughs> there's also canon about the fact that, like, his, like, ex, I can't remember what game she's from, but, like, he, he is separated from his wife, who is from another Namco team. What? <laughs> Incredible. <sighs> okay. Listen, right. I, I, I find Dig Dug lore important, and that's why I had to share it. Okay. Uh, I, w- I would have been <laughs> better off not knowing that, that bit of trivia, but... I- Alright, I'm going to jump right from that to this Final Fantasy VII question from the Anime Please. Man, who says, how do you think the Final Fantasy VII remake will compare to the original? Do you think it will do well compared to it, or crash and burn because of the combat changes? Um, I think... I was looking at the data today, and Final Fantasy XV has surpassed seven in sales, so... I mean, I think that anybody who's going to say that the original was better is... Not being honest with them. Old I mean, and at this point, and yelling like at if kids you, to get off their lawn. I mean, because look, you know, they had they had the remaster out, right? And like, I can't play that. <laughs> <laughs> I can, and I love it. But glorious you know, but shiny polygons. You know, but it's like a, a game that's that's exactly the same. Looks a little bit better, you know, but it's exactly the same game. And it doesn't look anywhere near as good as anything that's out now. I just, I personally can't do it. You know, I think if you're, if you're looking for that same feeling that you've already had, if, if you were to have like the, you know, those, those videos where they have those little kids and they put like this thing in front of them and they have them react to it. If you put down Final Fantasy VII and then Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, Everybody's going to choose remake. Yeah, you know this isn't this isn't just about you know you as a as a thirty something you know forty something year old person who who played this when you were a teenager. You know this is about the kids who are you know teenagers now. They're twenty now, where you know they might not even have played it. You know they have no idea what Final Fantasy VII is. You know so will it be better 
I, I don't know. Final Fantasy VII was also in the context of the times. Right? It didn't like, look very good at the time. It's, no. It's, it's a game you know. that, like, the remake is smart to contextualize it as more of a new game. Yeah. yeah and it, honestly, this is, so, some, this is something I wish more remakes would do, because if you're just going to remake the original game with shinier graphics, it's not really a remake... Maybe maybe it doesn't fit the definition of a remaster, but that's basically what you're doing. Why? We've we've all played, or most of us have played Final Fantasy VII. If they shine it up, it's still going to be that Final yep. Fantasy VII. That's why you weren't excited when it got re-released on everything in creation. Right. Like uh, <laughs> yep. for for a very strange example, we can look at the uh, Secret of Mana. Uh, I don't oh, know if I'd call remake, it a remake. Yeah. It but, was um, a remake. We call it a misjudgment. Yes. <laughs> so it, it was that, but it's a perfect like object lesson of you just made the same game again. Right. They literally, yeah, they literally made the same game, warts and weirdness and all, and it, you know, and actually added a few more warts. Right. And yeah. I had a perfectly decent time playing it, but. I, it, I, would not recommend doing. I would not have recommend recommended they do that. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where that version of the game was never going to capture a new audience. Right. This version of FF Seven can capture a new audience and enchant the original. Like, like, look, look at the reaction of people in that crowd. I'm pretty sure it, uh, some of them seemed like they were near near to fainting. Yes. Like. And the, I'm pretty sure crowd, many of those the, people are journalists. <laughs> the crowd went completely like lost itself when like because they like when they started, people immediately started shouting Tifa, and Yoshinori Kitase is like, "Yes, we'll, we will show her later." And it wasn't; <laughs> it was ambiguous whether he meant later, as in some other today, time, today or, or next month. Day. <laughs> yeah, and then she showed up in the trailer, and you the crowd explodes. They're so happy to see this character again in like this this new treatment of the character and it's just like it like it can still like people want to see this game reinterpreted like to really show what technology can do to it now. Well, but it's also like, you know, when we're looking at original Final Fantasy 7, right? You know, we think it look, it was a good game. Like I really enjoyed it. It was great. You know, but we look at these things through our, our rose-tinted glasses, and this this remake, right? This is in our heads. This is what it looks like, right? Mm -hmm. You know, th this is what we want it to be. This is how we we envision it to be to look this great. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think it could. I mean, they, look, they could totally screw it up. You know, this could be a, a bug-filled disaster. Um, you know, but but at least the collector's edition comes with a really nice statue. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I mean, what we've what we've seen so far looks incredibly promising. No, it does. Well, Dave, does. Dave, wheels. Yeah, I found one last fun rant that you might oh, enjoy. Wow. Oh boy. Um, well, it's more paraphrasing here, but I, the other day I actually saw a rant online about how they had put all the social justice warrior stuff in by making it an anti-corporate pro-environment message. 
Have you played the game? You cut out right That, that was that. every reaction on the thread to this guy was. Have you played, have you played the, the original fucking game, dude? Uh, is that, that a has, game about control? It's got to be a troll. Yes, I just thought that was one of the funniest things I've seen. There's no way. <laughs> like to to miss every aspect of context in the video game. <laughs> Either that, I mean, or they, they, they are literally. The original, they're just reacting to the. Reacting to the, new... to the video and thinking, okay. Yeah. It's one of the things I love about FF7 is that, like, the, the core conceit is so, like, you know, it's that it is, like, the resistance against the Empire, but the Empire is a corporation. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're, they're a terrorist organization. Yeah, like, they... they're, they're, their methods are made ambiguous by what they're actually doing, and they've really embraced that with this new trailer, where, like, the first thing, like, you hear big Wedge and Jesse are like, did we just do that? And then Barrett, like you see in another scene, uh, they cut it. They cut the two scenes apart. But Barrett's basically saying, like, this is important. This is what we had to do. It's worth it. And it, it kind of shows that they're not running away from those aspects of the game's themes, which I appreciate. Yeah, and that, I think that's good. I think they could make it. Yeah, listen, there there were probably a lot of story issues with the original, but I think they can take what was there in the original and make a really compelling story if they are really taking the time to do it. Of course, we, we still have the question of what's the difference between a terrorist and a freedom fighter? Well, yeah, I mean, that's always your, your perspective, I yeah. guess, but yeah. it depends know, on I'm if you just think what they're fighting um, for is worth it. I just remember one of the jokes from Good Omens, the book, yeah. where the angel and the demon are um, trying to pool their resources together and so they both get out their lists of human contacts and it's, it turns out the angel's list of freedom fighters and the devil's um, list of terrorists are like 60% contiguous with each other. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the real question is going to be how much effort are they going to put into the honeybee in? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Too much detail on that and there might be some problems. <laughs> but... But in this this era of all inclusiveness and and everything like that, at the that, same time, it is one huge camp joke. Yeah, but that so was so I that can was see this going badly in five different directions just from playing it the way it is right now. So this is going to be a fun uh, train wreck to watch. Like the big the bodybuilder scene basically just has to go. They can't do that again. Uh, I think it would be great. If they, I'm saying, like, go for it. I mean, full in, um, full engines or full steam ahead with the engines. And they're going to get laughed at for holding it in. But if they play their cards just right, they might just get everyone to laugh at it. Like, uh, you know, but like one modeler place. whose entire job is to just make like 15 different <laughs> buff guy models for that scene. <laughs> you know, but even. Even with, you know, it being, you know, kind of, kind of a joke, you know, if you think about it in terms of how people see things today, you have a, a guy who's dressing in drag, right? He looks good enough in drag to completely fool a chauvinistic slob. And then you have the actual females taking very strong, you know, pro-feminism roles. They are threatening to... Also threatening his, to rip his dick off. Yes, rip his <laughs> dick off. Yes, you know, and the, and the, which is pretty interesting when you. There, 
yeah. it's a very it's a scene they're probably that well it's been made clear in interviews they're looking at very carefully but I this think that there's a way to, to thread the needle. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do we even want to hit all, even half of these questions that we actually have in the comments, or do we want to save those? Because uh, how many of them are relevant to? Uh, I'll bring up uh, this seven remake. Yeah, I'll bring up or some, Pokemon, I'll bring up this one from Budai. That's FF Seven Remake One. Uh, do you suspect that Part Two of FF Seven will be easier to make now that many things are already planned compared to the first volume? Uh, I mean, probably. There's a lot of reusable assets. Environments are going to be tough, but I mean, like. They know what the game plays like now, <laughs> which is and, a big deal. Okay, I'm thinking the weapons. They're they're all going to show up in the second half. Oh, man, that's going to be... What the heck are they going to do with that? I have no idea how you stage a weapon fight in this battle system, but I'm very excited. It was weird to play, do the weapon fight in FF7 Original, because you're basically just attacking Diamond Weapons' feet. <laughs> yep. They'll probably or do something attempting a to kill like Emerald or Ruby from an airplane. Yeah, oh, Ruby, uh, Ruby, you just crash into from the airplane, and that was weird enough as it was. So we may actually see some actual story or plot missions based around taking these things out instead. Yeah, I'd be interested if they like limit themselves to the original weapons because there's certainly plenty more different kinds of gemstones for weapon types. <laughs> But yeah, or antagonizing Ultima Weapon. But then, yeah, there's there's just so much like there's so much that like is required to be reinterpreted for this remake. But there's so much that could be interesting in those reinterpretations. It's gonna be exciting to see what they do. Yeah. At least based on what we've seen so far. It looks like it's got an exceptional handle on the proper visual design of Midgar, which is a good start. Yep. <laughs> Sephiroth looks kind of weird to me in that. Normal to me. Maybe I just wasn't looking enough at him. I don't know. He, look, he looked different from Advent Children. That's, I guess, what I'm saying. Uh, fair enough. It's, it's good that this doesn't look like Advent Children, because that uh, hasn't aged great in terms of looks. They're really nice. <laughs> uh, Alright, we have any uh, other relevant questions? Let's see what, we uh, let's see. what mistakes are made with the Wii U? No, we'll save that. Uh, that's, that's a lot of questions. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> so, what other random stuff have we been up to lately? I'm just flipping out, so. Okay, well, okay, funny story here then. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a, uh, oh, oh, this one guy I know, he does Pathfinder related YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And so for over, for about two years now, he's been reviewing one Pathfinder race per week and or homebrewing stuff, depending on what people are asking for. So a couple of weeks ago, we just, just for the hell of it, I sent him a picture of a character from the game Volfoss and said, homebrew something based on this. Hmm. And um, keeping in mind that 
maybe 20% of the pictures that we have for Volfoss are with char character art that would probably get him blacklisted on any commercial channels. Because Volfoss huh. art is bizarre, beyond bizarre. And this particular one is a... Let's say it looks like a if you combined a harpy with a flamingo and then took away her wings and added another pair of legs out of her back. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. It, it was quite funny. Um, yeah. But he actually made it work. I was very, very impressed. Nice. Uh, for a different feature of his where he goes, th he, um, goes through the Pathfinder Pantheon and or whatever other deities people want him to work on, um, for April Fool's Day, I challenged him to do the Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Which he ended up doing a week late because it took him a while to homebrew that. Um, so that the week of April 1st, he also did the uh, Ponies of Pony Finder, just because I said, why not? Um, and um, for World... For World... Um, what was it? World Impotence Awareness Day, basically. Um, I got him to do the um, Roman god Priapus. <laughs> which, which to, to his incredible credit, he managed to come, come up with something really workable without making any direct penis jokes. I'm impressed. Having all clerics of this deity having enlarged weapon as a spell on their list. Hmm. <laughs> I see what you Apparently did. there's a lot more literature on Priapus than I was aware of, and he made full use of it. It's really funny. Yep. <sighs> Guys, I'm really excited. Like, really excited for something that comes out in March. It's going to be too long. Too long. I think we'll be okay. We'll be okay, but at the same time, it's it's going to be a while before I come down. There's so. other stuff to play. <laughs> like, you've got the Final Fantasy VIII remaster coming later this year. Uh, time okay. compression. Yeah, if, if we're talking HD. about games that need another really good working over. Yeah. <laughs> that game could probably use it even more than seven, but no one's going to put that kind of budget behind it, so. <sighs> if you could compress time, you could. Spend as long as you want remaking that game. Well, you would still need money. Uh, if I could compress time. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. What's weird is looking at that remaster because they did have to redo all the character models. Mm -hmm. And they aren't done up to a modern spec, but they're not done up to a PS1 spec either. And it looks hmm. weird. It looks super, super weird. I don't know how I feel about it because, like, they look fine, but they're they're uncanny because, like, that's not what a PS One character model looks like. They don't use these kinds of rendering techniques. They don't have this amount of pixels or polygons. It's weird looking. <laughs> I mean, like, congrats to FF Eight fans. I spent a long time trying to convince myself I liked that game, and then I didn't. So. <sighs> I enjoyed my time with it, although I'm not sure why, and I could never I, recommend it to anyone. I didn't it's, enjoy. It's got a certain je ne sais quoi, and I have no idea what it would actually be. Because I, je ne sais quoi. I didn't uh, 
enjoy it, but like every time I think about going back to it, someone tells me, "Well, you got to play a lot of the card game," and I basically just bomb it. So yeah, that was the. Um, I actually really enjoyed the card game until you got far enough in where you had every single rule and you could no longer do any strategy because you love the every, random rule, but not even yep. not even random, right? Everything. Random, all, side, plus, minus, same, more, less, I, I don't know, blue. You know, it was... <laughs> There's, like, you know. one really specific... I think you can for you can pay the Queen of Cards to force a rule set, but then it'll just degenerate anyway. Yeah, it was, um, it was painful, because I think when I, the first time I seriously tried play, because I never finished it, the first time I, I seriously tried playing it, I wanted to get all the ultimate weapons. But in order to get the ultimate weapons, you had to use the cards. And then I still wanted to have all those cards. So I had to try to get two sets of the cards. And I just I gave up. I think there's at least a few that are one of a kind. You just can't get a second one. Um, no, there's a way to, to get them again. Mm. Um, I guess after. like refining them forces you to get a second one allows the Some, second one to yeah it's something like that i don't know it was it was complicated and just too much um yeah. so i always i always stopped at the time compression yeah it's a good place to at stop. which point there's, there's, <laughs> that's almost the end of the game there's only a dungeon yeah. at that point it's i know it's I, a brutal I really dungeon, though. i really <laughs> should have uh finished it but at this point i'd have to start all the way from the beginning yeah, I might pick it up when it's cheap and try again to reevaluate it, but it's one of those games where, like, anytime someone yells at me that I just didn't give it a chance, I can tell them, I did everything in that game, and I still hated it. <laughs> uh, the only reason I forced myself to finish it was because I was doing a... I was playing through all the ones I hadn't finished before 13 came out to close all the gaps. Did you did you manage that, or...? I did. Nice. There weren't There weren't that many I hadn't beaten, so... Which ones were on there. that list at that time? Uh, I hadn't beaten 12 at that point. Hmm. Um, it's, I kept it to the main series, so I obviously yeah, you I still haven't that, beaten Like, you'd too. still be... What? Yes. I'll not important. You. That Not important. That's... That's... that's uh, never mind. <sighs> Someone's rolling for a brawling. So, yeah, I hadn't beaten 8, so beat that. I hadn't beaten 5 that point and i think two and three i hadn't either so those were a bit rough everyone get ready i'm gonna shout a lot about f5 again when the four job fiesta starts up again in a couple weeks and so i had to do one two three so that was rough (laughs) that is a difficult pill to swallow two is a fascinating game (laughs) two is the thing yeah it's a it's a two is fascinating. That does not broken. necessarily mean it's all good, but it's quite fascinating. It's, it's a piece for of software. philosophical reasons. Yeah, it's an extraordinarily important game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is the first story-driven game of the series, and you know it's got some. It's the first one with chocobos. The first one with an airship mechanic named Sid. A lot of a lot of important firsts there. It's an interesting game. <laughs> Hard to recommend, but yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know what they didn't show anything of was the supposed Final Fantasy Eleven mobile. Oh, oh Grandmasters, yeah. I think is what that's called. 
That seems like it disappeared into the ether a while ago. Yeah. I know I had heard it was up in the air after Nexon got uh, sold off or whatever. That would make sense. And I haven't heard anything in a long time. Closed beta was in 2015, and the game... Rip. Oh, it apparently came out... What? <laughs> it, it came out only in Japan. Uh, and then it's, it's shut down. Okay, Grandmasters might not be the thing I was thinking of. This might No, be I, I, th- I think you're thinking of something completely different. Yeah, there's a lot of these, like... There's so many mobile-only Final Fantasy games, it's baffling to no, me every this, time I find out there's another Yeah, one. this was supposed to be like a uh, a remake of Eleven, And Nexon was uh, partnering to, to do the dev on that. Yeah. See, there's a news art item from Destructoid in mid-last year. Mm-hmm. Uh... And it still had no release date at the time. Yeah, I know that there had been a during like a shareholder meeting with Nexon. They had it had been in there, um, and that was back in might have been the early 2018. Um, yeah, that, that might be the one that's causing and, yeah. yeah, and then the only other thing is some random people affirming that it was still going to happen even after Nexon got sold off. But uh, I don't know. It'd be nice. I would maybe try to finally play some FF11 if it was something that came out on other things. <laughs> See, there's a Reddit post claiming that uh, has a news. Okay, that links to like a news article from someplace I've literally never heard of. Uh, that Nexon's Q4 investor report said that it was still in the pipeline for Korea, Japan, and North America. Hmm. And that was as of three months ago, so. Um, yeah, maybe, <laughs> but but nothing nothing concrete. They're not showing anything. There's been no nope. other no Just other an media assuring us that it still exists. <laughs> Supposedly, yeah, that's always like a well, it exists until it doesn't. It either yes. like you might cancel it tomorrow, and it might have been in production. It, it, they might have been intending to cancel it for a year, but they still haven't. But officially, it still exists. <laughs> Uh, that'd be interesting to see. I I never like eleven stands as I think the only mainline one I've never touched at all. I played a a lot of it. Um, I did yeah. that for quite a long time. Um, I did most of the what is it Abyssia expansion, and then after that they had like a a triplet of small expansions. That that's where I stopped. Um, both 11 and 14 I think have some of the most interesting and involved lore with them Um, just really great stories in there yeah especially 14 and getting pretty interesting I always feel bad that like 14 is, by all accounts, a very good game, but I just, I've, I've played it, some of it, and I just can't, I just don't enjoy the MMO gameplay loop, so it just never, I just bounce off it. I mean, fortunately with, I mean, at least 14 compared to a lot of other MMOs, and especially 11, for the vast majority of it, you know, you can get through completely solo, you know, without really having to do a lot of the, the grind 
you know, getting through the, the main story and the side quests, all the job quests, all of that is either required to be done solo or is made in such a way that you're going to naturally gear up. You're not going to require extreme amounts of time or effort to do the, the main you know, fun stuff. It's only when you get to these people who are doing the super ultra hard, you know, pull out your hair versions of the like the raid dungeons that you really have to put in huge amounts of time in grinding. It's very, uh, it's very, very casual friendly. You know, especially with if you want to change your job, you just change your weapon. Really. You're you're not locked like in in World of Warcraft or whatever. You know you, you pick a a warrior and you're stuck with that forever. You know here you just the, the new expansion that's coming out. You want to be a dancer? You do your quest. Congratulations, you're a dancer. Go get some shoes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know you don't have to start a whole new character and do that whole entire process again, which is which is really nice. That reminds me of like some people, some friends of a friend. Like I was talking to them, and they were talking about how they, how they knew some people who were on like their third alt, and all I could think was like, how many times have uh, you done all that content to be able to do that? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, because even because I know people in in fourteen who are you know, they're really hardcore into it, and they have everything maxed out. You know, every yeah every you know battle class, every crafting class, every gathering class, it's all you know, completely maxed across the board. You know, but if you had to do that for every single job, I mean, <laughs> you'd have to have like 20 character slots at this point. Yeah, it would, it would be ridiculous. <sighs> Video games. Yeah, like it's one of those things where, like, I, I understand that my problem is not anything wrong with the game. It's just like a, something about it just deflects me in terms. Well, of you know, it is also, you know, there's the monthly fee. Yeah, that that certainly doesn't help because, like, I I don't have time to really get the most out of a monthly fee game. <laughs> I mean, it, I I've been paying my monthly fee, but I haven't played more than six hours in the past six months you know Shadowbringers will fix it I'm sure <laughs> no I'll, I'll definitely be I need to catch myself up I am I am behind I'm about I'm at least two major content packs or, or patches behind on Shadowbringer mm. so, so I'm going to have to go and hustle on that before the beginning of this month you don't want Shadowbringers to come out and then be like oh well, I guess I gotta do these Quests before it. <laughs> yeah. It's just too much. There's too much to do. And I'm not going to have that long either because September is Borderlands 3 and <laughs> Destiny 2. Uh, oh, that's free to play. Maybe I can play, screw around with that on, with wheels for a bit. What's free to play? <laughs> uh, Destiny 2. Oh, it's yes. going to be. Well, it's going. It's not yet. It's going to be. Yeah, but it will be. And yeah, like, yeah once once new light comes bit. out, that'll be. That'll be good. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting model that they're doing on that. Be able to run around everywhere and play with everybody until you want to actually do the different stories and everything, yeah. and yeah. not to shell out the monies. 
I mean, at least they'll they get all the year one stuff for free, though, right? They do. They it it's comes. A lot. With, it is. It is a lot. It, it'll come with, I think, Warmind and um, what was that other one? Chris uh, Osiris. Yeah. Chris Osiris. It'll come with both of those, which is good. Um. Forsaken. Well, I guess if you buy, I think forty dollars is going to get you everything through Forsaken, and then, which I think is pretty good. Forsaken was is probably the some of the best content that Destiny Two has had. Oh yeah. Um, and then this new one, it'll be really interesting to see how they go forward now that they're they're their own company. Yeah, that's that's really the interesting like the uncharted territory like they obviously have plans that didn't mash, mesh with whatever Activision wanted to do but we still don't really know what that means so well, they've already they've made changes I don't know if you've did you look in the Eververse store the premium store I did yeah because they they changed that whole thing is the layout is completely different now um you know, they definitely have spruced that up um, I just think they're they're really trying to compete with, you know, things like, you know, Fortnite, right? You don't have to pay anything for Fortnite, and you just you just jump right in and you're playing. And a lot of these games are are going like that now. And you know, I mean, think about it. Destiny Two is so old at this point. You know, game wise, it's like twenty years old. Yeah. Um, you know that what are, what are you what are you gonna do? Are you still gonna charge people? You know. 20 30 40 dollars for for that game and then expect them to drop you know an extra 150 dollars on different season passes and everything to, to <laughs> people it's a lot it's yeah, a lot to know, ask you know somebody will at least try well people are angry that <laughs> people can go in and buy everything up through uh forsaken for 40 bucks they're angry they want a refund. Oh, come on. You've been playing it all this time. It's yeah. not it's not like you got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that's gotten it cheaper has not been playing it this whole time. That's no. that's how things work. Yeah, but it'll it'll be interesting to see um how the gameplay changes when you're able to have that cross save. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know if my PC can handle it, but it would be interesting trying like once or twice because I'll get too salty. Uh, but trying <laughs> <laughs> PvP on uh, on a PC and see how that handles. Yeah. So he hear that it's just completely different. It's uh yeah. I tried it once and did not do very well. <laughs> it was also apparently right. Apparently right now you got a lot of people who are just like loading into Rumble and they're just AFKing with macros to keep them from getting kicked out. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> so they're they're farming their crucible that way. So you have people who are trying to get stuff done and they're just getting free kills and everything. It's beautiful. It's a service. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, we got any other questions we want to hit, or should we just sort of give in to the inevitable? 
I think we should just talk about it's E3. We'll get to these non-E3 related questions eventually. Yeah, we're at a we're at a, it's a very special time. We'll probably at least me and Wales will probably just shout about what happened at the Nintendo conference tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, here's here's an interesting one. It's not at all mm-hmm. RPG related, but somebody asked it, so I get to answer it. Oh. Does, does Halo <laughs> oh, still dear. have the clout it once did? No. No. <laughs> did what have the what now? Halo. Does Halo still have the clout it once did? It was Budai. But, um, no. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it, like, I mean, it by virtue again, of... but By right virtue now, of, I mean, not. look at how Halo 5 didn't start a great X-Bone resurgence. Like, that, that should really tell you something. Yeah. I'm not sure where it lost it, but I think a lot of it was just that, like, it was no longer the default first-person shooter you played with friends that became Call of Duty. Right. And I think we're also moving into the point where, like, that's no longer the default shooter you play with your friends either, because that's yeah. now Fortnite or uh, Apex or some other Battle yeah. Royale, whatever. Well, you and not even just that, I just think it wasn't different enough. Yeah, fair. I, I think everything became Halo. <laughs> right, and, and Halo used to be like interesting and special, and it just—I mean, I think Halo it used to be the thing that was imitated. Right, and the unfortunate. But you could also could also go and say that for for anything that was sort of like a, a you know a genre setter like Final Fantasy VII. Sure. Right. Does, does Final Fantasy VII still have the the clout? That it used to. You know. I'd say for a good five years there it didn't, and then it's slowly rebuilding it. <laughs> you know, but if we were if we didn't have this remake coming out, for example. Yeah, it would just start to fade. It would just you know, continue to fade, I should say. Yeah, it's just something that, you know, say, Oh, Final Fantasy Seven was so great, and then you pick it up and it's like why are why are Tifa's oops so big? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I still love the game, but you know, but but I'm just saying, you know, it's yeah, it's kind of it lost its ability to attract new audiences. Yeah, it's the same thing with you know Halo. It's you know these these games that were you know so huge when they were you know in their prime. It's like it's just it's not the same anymore. There's all these other advancements and the way that people play, the types of people that that play, you know, how you can play. It's all changed now. You know, it's like like GoldenEye. Is that still, you know, like the thing? You know, for a certain level of a nostalgia player, yeah. <laughs> but that's <laughs> the thing for, for for the nostalgia player. You know, it's always going to be like, oh, this is this is the prime, and it does it doesn't matter if you had a hundred percent realistic VR MMO. You know, it would still be like that is that is gaming. You know, but. I don't know. A lot of these things, you just got to take it with yeah. when it was, you know? I mean, this kind of the sad thing is, I think Halo 5 is probably the best game in the series, too. It's just, you know, it's... Dude, there wasn't enough there for anyone to make the jump to find that out. It's like, why, why spend the $500 at the time to buy your X bone with your connect to play Halo Five, and by the time 
I think they got past all that. It was probably well too late for Halo to be any sort of major draw. Unless you're really committed. Right. Or just committed. I mean, by when I got an Xbox One, it wasn't even for Halo. It was just like, oh, I can finally play that Halo now. Let's support backwards compatibility. <laughs> so why did you get it? The Halo, the collection of the older Halos. Halo Master Chief Collection, <laughs> 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, it was really the... At the time, 1, 2, 3, yeah, and 4. The backwards compatibility was really the big draw. Because... He hated his Xbox 360 with a fiery passion. So much. So So you wanted much. to get its big brother instead. Yep. And that's it's like a Pavlovian well. thing. It wasn't even the games. He just hated the machine. <laughs> it caused so much harm. So much annoyance. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it almost melted down my my old house so <laughs> I like that I like how you said not burned down melted down. <laughs> uh, I've I, I don't know if you've heard this but uh, I've said it on this podcast a few times when I was going to move out of my old house and was moving the Xbox 360 I discovered that the power supply had melted into the entertainment center oh no <laughs> yeah absolute nightmare that's like when I opened up um when we were moving, I was going through my, my bins of electronics and I opened up my my case that had my PSP, I think it was, and the battery cover had popped off. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Ken, why didn't you put this battery cover on? And the battery had swelled up to like two times normal size. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's dangerous. <laughs> that's what batteries do after a while and PSPs are very prone to that. <laughs> Yeah, good times. I it's good that you died. caught it when you did, or else it was just going to leak into your PSP and destroy oh, it. Oh, well, or that, or, or catch fire. Yeah, like, if you tried to turn it on, it might just catch fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the other option is that it eventually ruptures and just spills all over the electrics, so... Yeah, fantastic. That happened to me with a, uh, a Wiimote to some Rechargeables extent. will eventually just always do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my cell phone did that to me a few times. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not something you want to let happen. No. And it's also why it's very important for handhelds to have user-replaceable rechargeable batteries. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's technically possible to do on the Switch, which is very important to me. Uh, it probably would require a lot of work. I would probably destroy something while doing it, but <laughs> it's possible. That's what matters to me. I feel better. <laughs> so we want to hit the show on the road, or uh, da, 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 da. Let's just do this random one here. Do you feel the digital PS4 purchases will work in the PS5? It seems yes. to be an entirely different thing, and if not, gives physical purchases even more reasons. No, no. Like I, I, the thing I would say was that given Sony's history, it would be much more surprising. It would be much less surprising if discs didn't work, but digital purchases did. Yeah. <laughs> now I am like, excited for the backwards compatibility, though. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a huge improvement. Big ups. <laughs> like the the like 
it's still baffling to me that, like, at least as a show of good faith, they didn't ever make PS1 discs compatible. Yeah, that was annoying. Because that's that doesn't cost you anything, really. Like, they've definitely got emulation. internal PS1 emulators. Yeah. And PS1 emulation was all... PS1 compatibility was always emulation, even on PS3. Yep. So but like if they, they did that, then they wouldn't be able to advertise for PS now. Oh, yes. That sucks. Oh, PS now. Dang PS it. now, or Ugh. the very the proof positive of why you don't want to use Stadia. <laughs> you see, it's where where I am now. I actually have fiber. Well, you oh, suck. you're one of those people. <laughs> yes. Um, you know. Which is surprising, because I live in a, a pretty rural place um, compared to where I was before we moved. You know, but and it's cheap, too. I mean, it's like $38 a month cheap. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> it. <laughs> this sucks. You know, but, like, I could, I could do a Stadia, right? You know, I, I think that given my, my bandwidth now, I'd be okay with it. I don't know anybody else who would be able to consistently have good results with the Stadia. Just because, I mean, they they even just up their their estimates on what you would need, and I don't think that's I don't think that's enough. You know, because your your ISP may tell you that you're going to have twenty, you ain't going to get no twenty. Like it's always like a speeds up to, yeah. Because even with my speeds up to, I don't get that speed up to. Basically, somebody's living in a fantasy world. It's called Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it'll it's be... it's kind of bad when Midgard is less of a fantasy world than the one that the developers are living in. Okay, I'm just thinking of FF7 battle music now. Um, but yeah, uh, I would I would fully suspect that uh, digital purchases will absolutely be supported because, I mean, realistically, as far as Sony's concerned, they're not different. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it would also be you know having that huge collection of digital titles means that when they launch to PlayStation 5, they have all those titles available. Yeah, tons and tons of games. Well, also, they, they want you to feel locked into the PS ecosystem. They want yes. like That's the reason that they don't like why they have to have their arm twisted every time they do crossplay. They want you to be a force that keeps your friends in their ecosystem. And that was the thing with, with this them joining on with the cross save for Destiny supposedly at the last minute. Yeah. You know, think thinking about it, that doesn't benefit Sony at all. Oh no, no. You know, the the biggest yeah. player base for Destiny with aside from hardcore streamers, you know, it's it's on the PlayStation. Yeah, like they had the exclusive content for such a long time. I mean granted that exclusive content was not too much, a strike here and there and some... Random. But it, it, it was enough to make it like, well, if I'm going to get it somewhere. Yes. 
you know, but you also had the biggest player base is going to be on, on the PlayStation. So it, it really benefits, you know, every other platform more than Sony. I can't see, yeah, I can't see people going to game on something other than, you know, like going from an Xbox to Sony, for example. Right. It- Why would you? If you have an Xbox and you're playing Destiny on an Xbox, you're you're committed to Xbox. Yeah, and I I think we're we're you and I are prime examples of this too because without cross save on PS4, you know I, I've got it on PC, but I'm not gonna spend all that yeah. time leveling up no, other exactly. characters. But with that cross exactly. save, I will actually try play the other versions. I mean, I I might, right? You know, I might try it out on the computer just yeah. to just for shits and giggles, you know, but, you know, my, my computer monitor is like, I don't know, it's like a 22 inch little piece of junk, you know, <laughs> monitor since my big one died, you know, and what am I going to do? Am I going to play on this, this tiny thing in a poorly ventilated room or am I, am I going to go and play on my TV in my living room, my, you know, my comfy couch? At least that's where I do my PlayStation. <laughs> but I don't know. It would have been would have been more impactful, I think, if it had been cross play. Although yeah. I would hate to, I would hate you cross play with uh, PvP. I think that would be oh god. Um, that would be horrible. Yeah, that would be pretty rough. Yeah, but there should be some of that already on PC because you can use a controller on PC and that will adjust your your aim assist and everything versus if you had a keyboard mouse. Ah, I did not know that. So you could have people using controller or people using the keyboard mouse in the same match. Um, so I don't know. I, don't, I wonder how that is. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> listening in, just trying to figure out what we're all talking about properly. So. It was destiny. Destiny. <laughs> uh, you know, I've destiny, never talked about destiny. destiny on no escape. That's for me. Okay. Yes. You're welcome. I've actually been playing a lot of Diablo three though with the new season that they have out. Yay, Diablos. Yeah, man. We're just gonna label this episode FF seven, aren't we? <laughs> that's yeah. all we talked about. What other? What other news was there really today? I mean, sagas. Saga. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we were expecting those two to come out anyway. Yes. Yeah, we knew they would come out, but it was nice to see signs of life from them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Scarlet Grace is subtitled Ambition in the West. Okay. Nobody's um, talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind. Oh, I Nobody? knew about that for several days, and they didn't add anything to that trailer, so I'm just. Mm-hmm. Uh, just biding my time until we know more about it. <laughs> uh, what else was there? Thing, uh, new um, Tokyo RPG Factory game. Uh, yeah, I kept looking at that. I kept trying to work out what that was because I knew it seemed familiar, but I couldn't tell what it was. And it looked sort of like Diablo for some reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm glad they're doing something different than the first two. 
they showed like they somehow spent 20 minutes talking about an Avengers game without making it clear how it played, despite having a floor demo that is on the E3 show floor. <laughs> Don't know how you manage that. I'm not worried though. To be honest. I'm not worried, but it seemed like a bad sell to be it, like a little bit. But I, they clearly wanted to spend a lot of time showing like the story setup and all that. The story setup was it's Avengers, except Infinity War hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I think they strict didn't they strictly say it's not in the MCU. It's not in the MCU, but this setup is basically just after Avengers two, like Civil yes. War esque. That's true. <laughs> Which, huh, funny enough, that's what the MCU looked like when they started making it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. Well, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I mean, not against it. I'm just yeah. saying I think that was the wrong way to sell the product. Yeah, probably. I, like, especially because they have a demo that they're going that's on the E3 show floor. Why did you not show what it plays like? <laughs> maybe uh, Final Fantasy 7 took up too much time and they ran out of time mm. or they... I don't think anyone was shooing them off stage I they spent know. like there were two trailers on that where they were like here's a game pre-rendered trailer here's another video it's just a video of us making the game with no gameplay yeah. and it was not a way I would have gone about things once, let alone twice. Like, part of the reason that we kept talking about FF7 is that was the part of the conference that was an absolute, like, slam dunk from both presentation and what they showed. Whereas everything else, like, oh, this looks like it could be cool, but you didn't talk about it enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Square. Oh, and Ubisoft had a conference. I don't think half of us watched it. I watched it, but no one else did. <laughs> uh, no, I watched some of it and was thoroughly bored. Watch Dogs looked okay. That's yeah. not an RPG, but it looked fun. Uh, did we talk about, oh, let's see, anything over the weekend? Um, there was Game that. of Souls. Oh, oh yeah, yes, Game, Game of, Souls. of Souls. From Software meets Garm. Or uh, Reason 5221 that he hasn't finished the next book. <laughs> I think at this point, if I were him, I'd be quite resentful of people asking and be willing to work on just about anything else. No, that's I know, fine. Right? I don't blame him. It's just... uh, that uh, I've been enjoying watching Hidetaka Miyazaki give interviews about that game, because he basically just like, well, I was a big fan of Game of Thrones and Tough Voyaging, but my personal favorite was like, I can't even remember what, it was like something about vampires that I've literally never heard of. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, that was the one that I would recommend to new employees. It was just like, okay, you're not, you're okay. It's called Fever Dream, but Fever is misspelled, and it's a 1982 vampire novel written by George R. R. Martin. And it's one of those things like you're not playing about being a big fan of his. That was your favorite. <laughs> Described by critics and Martin himself as Bram Stoker meets Mark Twain. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those things where it's like, huh, well, I, I'm glad that you're living the dream by getting to to like ha work with your favorite author to have Sounds like sounds like a shitty fanfic. Absolutely bizarre sounding, but apparently like they 
the other thing that's interesting is so when they when they uh, announced Dark Souls, it was con- it was a, con- contrasted with Demon Souls as this is an open world. When they announced Elden Ring, they contrast Elden Ring with Dark Souls, saying this is an open world. I'm curious what that will look like. <laughs> From software games tend to have very large corridor-like environments. The most atypical of that would be Sekiro, which does have a lot more options based on player mobility. So maybe that's what they mean. Hard to say. From software is weird. Oh yeah, very. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if, do if this want. comes out in his normal timeline for finishing something. We don't have to worry about this for another ten years. So. It's fine. He he. They just had him write the lore, and then they wrote a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! But uh, uh, I'll, I'll bring up something. One last question because uh, frequent correspondent Eric RPG asked me to have us discuss it briefly. Uh, which was about the Dragon Ball Z game that they revealed that Namco Bandai like gave a name to this time. It had been revealed about six months back, but uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is coming out for PS4, Xbox, Steam, and just asking about. He was asking us to talk about the. Let me see. Let me look at this properly. Uh, sorry, I'm peeking back through my. Skype, because that's where he sent the question to. Uh, thoughts on how Dragon Ball Z as an RPG has progressed over the years leading up to Kakarot? And impressions all, that... All I know is that the first Dragon Ball Z game I played was on like the Game Boy Advance, and it was just terrible. Oh, you played Legacy of Goku. I'm very sorry. I, I did. <laughs> did. So, so looking back through the ages, like Dragon Ball Z RPGs are almost all card-based for some reason, in a way that hurts me to my very soul. This is how, how everything should be. So, like, that's very weird. There's a bunch of Shonen Jump comics that get adapted into card-based RPGs for some reason. Hokuto no Ken does the same thing. I don't know why. Uh... Um, because it was an easier format to provide a huge number of signature moves without actually having to provide any of the animations for the moves. Probably. Uh, there's like five uh, Dragon Ball Z RPGs for the NES and SNES, and they're all kind of not that interesting. Like, they're either the card game ones, or there's like... Uh, what's the other ones I'm thinking of? There's one that's basically just like... If, it'll have like dialogue choices, but if you answer wrong, it just like gives you a joke bad ending because it's like that's not what happened in the show. Uh, but there's a lot of those. They're all varying levels of fine. They're farmed out to Tose. They're not that interesting. Uh, uh, then there's Legacy of Goku games that hurt one of us very deeply, apparently. Uh, <laughs> there's three of those, even though the last one's not called Legacy of Goku, it's by the same developer, and it's a continuation of Legacy of Goku 2, so th- those get better as they go along. They're, they're never amazing, but they're fine. Um, Xenoverse has RPG elements. It's very cute. I kind of like that one. Um, but they've never really done a single-player focused... Oh, wait! Attack of the Sands. That was the one that Monolith Soft did. Really? Yeah, for the huh. for the DS, it was, I believe, relatively like 
not a lot of print run on that one. But it's a it's a Monolith Soft video. It's a Monolith Soft uh, DS game. That's a Dragon Ball RPG. That's probably pretty good. I mean, they're probably the most pedigree developer that's ever worked on the license thus far. What's it called again? Uh, Dragon Ball Z: Attack of the Sands. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's also weird because it's an entire RPG, but it's only adapting the very first arc. It only adapts the Raditz, uh, Vegeta, and Nappa fights, mm. which is. Even in vanilla Dragon Ball Z, where they're just stretching, it's still only like 15 episodes. So, it's a, it's an odd choice, but it's a party-based RPG, like a full traditional RPG. It's interesting. Uh, that's probably like the current high watermark for actual RPGs. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot looks decent. Like it, It's made by CyberConnect 2, so I'm willing to give it a lot of shot. Ooh. Uh, Peaks my interest. Yeah, the, they have a they have a good track record. I trust them to get both the details of the license right and to be able to make a good like gameplay system. So I'm interested. Uh, I still want to see more of what it is when it's not doing a big iconic fight because like the trailer is nothing but big iconic fights basically. And it's like if the, before they revealed what the game's name was, like the reason we knew what it was was they were calling it like. Dragon Ball Z new RPG project. And it was just like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> if you say so. But we don't know what that is. So. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully it uh, gives us a good Dragon Ball RPG. I, I can certainly say that that was always something that I wanted when I was growing up. It was a good one. <laughs> There's that fu- oh, there's that fusions one that's a tactical RPG. That one might be okay. I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of Dragon Ball games, aren't there? There's so there's so many, man. There's so many. Yep. Especially if you're including original Dragon Ball. Bump from the mountain top, the funkiest monkey that ever. What? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, I am singing the uh, theme song to Monkey Magic, which is just Journey to the West and not Dragon Ball in any way. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's been our okay. show. Monkey Magic. <laughs> Monkey Magic. It's every show we all see. It's true. It's very Let's true. Let's delude ourselves here. With a little bit of Monkey Magic. Okay, I'm going to stop. That song is No End On 2, which is a very good rhythm game. Go play it, kids. <laughs> All right, I guess we should actually wrap it up. Um, send us questions and stuff in the normal place. Uh, we are going to record something uh, uh, tomorrow night, which will be the day of Nintendo's E3 showing. Unless, we'll have had time to process that yes. one, because that one's at 9 a.m. Unless there's nothing interesting, which that would be shocking. <laughs> Nintendo's usually pretty good about that kind of stuff. Probably at least have something to shout about Astro Chain, and that comes out in August. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. Hoping for, hoping for some good stuff. We'll see. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a Dragon Quest Eleven S English trailer. It looked really nice. Oh, yeah, looks sweet. I need it now. Give it to me. Yep, so do I. I already sold off my PS4 version. <laughs> 
Oh, that was quick. Kept the steelbook. Got rid of the disc. What? Didn't need it. <laughs> yep. What are you going to put in there? No, it, the collector's edition came with the regular uh, case, too. So yeah, no, I'm still... just saying, what are you going to put in there? Oh. Whatever the hell I want. <laughs> That's what. It's just a really nice coaster now. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> but yeah, man wheels at the very least will be here. I don't know if uh, anyone else can be involved. That's usually a wheels prerogative, but... <laughs> good stuff anyway uh i'm not sure if that's going to be posted at the end of this episode or if i'm going to sh- make it a bonus episode or something i don't know you will find out at <laughs> very shortly if you were listening to the this on recording <laughs> yeah it'll suddenly all become clear yes. oh you should also uh you should also be using ff7 music to go in and out of this Yes, okay, fine. <laughs> Alright, uh, on that note, we'll see you next time. See ya. Okay. See ya,